0: Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way podcast. Um, joining, thank you for joining today for another 3D conversation. Uh, and as I've said many times, these 3D conversations are ways to really for me to explore things that are of interest to me with people I find interesting. And so the first few 3D conversations I've been having are people I already know, I, and some of them have already been on the podcast. Such is the case today with one of my favorite humans in the world, Rusty Tinder. Rusty is based in L.A. and is a musician by calling and creative gift and also a location scout by trade, if you will. Random trivia about Rusty. We met at my little brother's wedding. I'll never forget his cover, a Brandy Carlisle song, uh, The Story. Uh, it ran, uh, Rusty and I have co-written some songs together which has been an amazing treat and if you're watching some show like Yellowstone Rusty was involved in that and I think if I'm right, Rusty you were in a couple of episodes of Yellowstone too, right?
1: I was in uh, one episode uh, it was called No Good Horses that was the season one I think episode three um, okay play and sing one but, of my songs yeah. in the bar scene yeah,
0: that's cool yeah, so welcome thank you that's awesome! Yeah, thank So, you know, this the topic for today is creativity, and you know, there's there's these sort of um, icons of creative thought. You know, there's Julia Cameron, and Rick Roh- or, uh, Rick Rubin, and um, uh, my friend, you know, Jacob Nordby is someone I really admire, and all, uh, and so the these kind of books on creative practices and stuff, and. Uh, but there's something about looking at creativity from more of um, uh, rather than just a single dimension. Looking at creativity and doing a deep dive, a three D three D conversation around creativity from an axiological structure, which which axiology is the study of value, which is basically everything has has three kinds of value: of intrinsic, just about values and beliefs; extrinsic, which is you know, value of things in the world, and then systemic. So it's interesting to, to me to think about creativity as having an axiological value, or actually act, having that framework. And so that's kind of where I wanted to play around. And you and I have these kind of conversations when we're not recording like this, or we're just like comparing notes, I guess you could say, as fellow travelers, as fellow conscious men, as fellow um, men who are rising above our trauma, um, and creativity is such a huge part of that. So my first question is, how, how do you know when you're being creative?
1: I mean, that's an interesting question. Um, I think sometimes, there's an unconscious. There's always unconscious creativity going on. It's because we're we're inherently creative beings. We are cre- creation, if you will, in the uh, more New Agey sense, I guess. <laughs> but in yeah. more like we're you know we're uh, we're creation unfolding through us, conscious you know conscious creation throating through us. So we're always creative. We're always creating, and we're always expressing, but are we the fire hose that is being held 10 feet down that's going all over the place with no control and no conscious aim Mm -hmm. um uh, because that's usually a lot of what's times going on we spin our wheels we use our creative energy and a lot of times it ends up in uh as dust and nothing that gets reflected back at us reflected into the universe um, into Mm -hmm. people share whatever and then there's the more conscious creativity. And that is, you know, the opposite, I guess, is when you're um, taking a hold, you got the hose, the fountain head, and you're focusing intentionally, mm-hmm. or, you know, at least you're intentionally allowing creativity to come through with the idea that you are going to, maybe as a songwriter, it's producing something tangible that I can go to mm-hmm. the piano, and I can play, mm-hmm. Uh, something that's coming through me a feeling and sometimes it's sometimes that's a matter of survival when it's coming to maybe some sort of thing I'm going through or mm-hmm. just like an exercise uh, but I know that creativity is always ongoing so therefore uh, because of that and of course it it varies in degrees of effectiveness I always know I can create something I always know I can mm-hmm. sit down at the piano uh, and write something anytime mm-hmm. and. I'm I want I can write something now whatever the value of that is and how I perceive the value of that uh, based on my like wow does, is that something I can use. Um, mm-hmm. And or where be lyrics I can always write lyrics I can write down mm-hmm. some Sometimes I go wow that's some pretty trite mm-hmm. stuff but it's creative and there may be a seed of a pearl in there that may go wow I can take that and it can explode something so it's always tributaries of creativity that are expounding off of, of uh, you know maybe right. like in, uh, creativity that is initiated by something so simple maybe something so I don't want to say mundane because I think creativity is anything but mundane but something that may seem mundane and right uh,
0: uh, yeah. Kind of I funny. think it yeah, I love that and it's it's sort of like uh creativity is a the way I hear you say that is kind of a way of being um that there's like you said there's always something and that kind of leans into what I feel about creativity one mm-hmm. is I think we're all creative and I don't think it's an accident I think you know as far as you know the the creatures on earth we are exponentially the most creative in the sense of what we can intentionally make. Um, but that's more about the potentiality to create. This idea of what is creativity, to me, it's, it's being um, the hole in the flute, to quote Hafiz, the Sufist poet who said, I am the hole in the flute that the breath of Christ passes through, hear my music. And I think that hole in the flute is this idea of sort of um, listening. So maybe if you're listening, you're creating at some level, because you're you're turning it into language. You're capturing it in a sketch, a verse, um, a photograph, maybe if if you know or, or whatever. And so I don't think anybody decides to be creative. It reminds me of Louis lamore the great Western author, who said one does not decide to become a writer and start writing. One starts writing and becomes a writer. And so, if you're listening and you're taking note and and you're not prejudging what you're going to do with something, um you, you and you're not sitting down and having this sort of linear view of like, "I now I must create." Um, I know it's a common thing with independent musicians that part of the freedom that you all have is that you don't have. The label telling you that you have to produce three albums this year and they all need to be you know top 40 hits or they're not going to renew your contract so taking away that pressure to create i think is a is a is a big part of it like because like i said to sit down and say okay I must create now um that's interesting to me and you you touched on this too is that creativity is both like uh an expression of joy and a way to process grief, you know, on that spectrum. Talk a little bit more about that, about how you experience creativity at both ends of such a big spectrum.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and just uh one thing I want to touch on before I move on and answer that question is like in the book The War of Art, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked about being the pro and you and his version it's it's very straight you do this at this time and you go and it may not produce anything but there's a discipline in creating a ritual for being creative yes Uh, i agree i don't go that Mm -hmm. far with it but i always try to sit down every day and do something even if it's just to generate uh some energy um right ideas and or just to feel something and not have the objective of creating something specific but um on to your uh question um so obviously that's a good segue into more of the where I'm not necessarily triggered. I'm not experiencing any necessarily any emotion. I could always go in to tap into certain things that are always ongoing where we always carry, we may process a lot of stuff. We may be moved a long ways in expanding our awareness of ourselves and our past trauma and stuff like that. So you can always maybe tap in. Uh, but for the most part, it's just like sometimes i use the music or the writing or whatever form of doing some weird dance you know whatever form of creativity Mm -hmm. i'm expressing i use that to invoke an emotion as Mm -hmm. well so sometimes it comes from the other direction oh
0: interesting okay yeah Yeah.
1: and so i've been able to do that because when you sit down like at the piano and you're sitting here and you're going you know and you go is that what does that mm. make me feel it kind of makes me feel you know mm-hmm. like it gives me a depth of feeling of life a feeling maybe a little bit of the sorrow but enjoy that joy and sorrow mm. one and one you know something mm-hmm. that's what usually that comes to my head when I play something like that and but on the other side when I'm in survival mode um mm-hmm. I went through something in the last year that was that Uh, brought up a tremendous amount of grief and to the point I was having trouble sleeping you know the whole thing just Mm -hmm. a lot of grief uh grief stricken heartbroken and what what I did was I go I felt my survival psychologically emotionally all that stuff like it felt like it depended On my creativity and me expressing myself Mm. into uh, into my songwriting and to playing. Sometimes I sat down the piano. Sometimes my son was here, and I processed anger and Mm. intense emotion by playing the piano, doing some really crazy stuff on it. But it felt so good. Never Mm. to be heard again by any human soul. (laughs) It was just there for the moment. Right. uh imprinted in uh through that through the means through the genetic memory uh tree (laughs) and uh so I've had it all in the extremes and um you know so creativity and then there's stuff in between where uh, in between maybe a misnomer but where I'm like oh I'm getting paid by this person to produce a song for their project Mm -hmm. and um I still need to find inspiration, so it comes from a place that feels mm-hmm. like it's inspired, and um, and but there's a timeline and there's money involved, and so there's it's it's a real, you know, what's the situation and what do I right. need to do to uh, um, to allow the creativity to arrive or to be processed in its purest form.
0: Yeah. And thinking of Pressfield's, you know, the War of Art, and you know, get your butt in the seat and all that. And like you said, you know, I don't take it that far. Um, is it, but there is an element that you, it's a paradox. You cannot force the muse, nor can you wait for her. It's a, it's a, it's sort of this getting in this place again of listening, and I love what you said about that creativity, especially with you know, well, in your case, music is sometimes you use it to create an emotion. And then from there it goes, or sometimes you use it to process emotions. And that sort of um, bi-directional flow is that's, that's profound. I've never thought about it that way before. Um, I, I create, I create, I guess I have my version of that. You're making me think here as I create to 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 kind of process an emotion I, re- I you know i write musings or poet poems um but lately with poetry in particular some that maybe will never see the light of day or some that may end up in a somewhere but i'm using it i'm using poetry and lyrics to remember what a feeling is but, you know they say and i love you know i love country music and one of they say that one of the worst things you can do for your career as a country music song singer songwriter is to be is to fall in love <laughs> because all of the sad sad country you know the sad i mean most country music is sad and so I haven't been, been intentionally writing um songs that are and and poems that are very sad and virginia is like why are you doing that and that's cuz i i said i want to remember what that feels like because that's how you that's how you don't think take things for granted what that feels like so you think about creativity is this is is you, where you can evoke an emotion process an emotion or remember an emotion and what's cool about that is the person or persons that are reading listening watching consuming they get to do the same thing you know this is the the gift of music in particular and the soundtrack of life And I've often thought, like, why don't we all do that? You know, Um, and I I love, you know, that people make fun of like the Spotify. And I know Spotify is terrible for independent artists, but as far as like money, it's great for as a platform, but the end of year wrapped stuff and people kind of make fun of it. But I think it's an amazing example of like, well, music in particular will tell you what kind of life you're having. That's just by what you're listening imagine what it's like to watch Uh, what someone is producing as a, as a creator and going, Oh, and I think of my book essays from a pandemic that followed this crazy trajectory of the pandemic and end of end of a marriage and meeting Virginia and all of that. It's like that, that was its own kind of soundtrack. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I love that you, I love that you, Just touched on that because then you're getting into the broad scope that music is beyond and art is just the art of expression, uh, reflecting from living from just having our stories unfold, if you will, not to be so put it in a box, but to. Mm that our voices just by speaking is music. It is up there are the the inflections of our voices, our conversations back and forth, you know, going out and hearing the traffic as much as it may annoy you and hearing a helicopter, at least I live in Los Angeles, I get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it. you know, but when you step back and maybe you go into a more isolated place in nature, you hear the birds, obviously that's, mm-hmm. Kind of a cliche thing um to say but the but you're true. you're uh you're immersing yourself into um the greater creative flow which i believe comes back into your own personal uh, expression in some mm-hmm. way or another and right. it's really fan- fantastic to kind of like pull from from life not just from personal drama that happens in our lives but to pull from the uh from the the i want to say the divine mother if you will the uh the right
0: the divine mother yeah like pull a thread off the cosmic cosmic tapestry you know and yeah and i that's what i love too of these you know and every creator i know does this is they just they have these little moments like these little hooks of an idea and and They write it down and, you know, stand up comedians do this and musicians and painters and 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 where does that come from? And then where is the that feeling of like, oh, I think I'm onto something here. Like I wrote a song called Her Memory Isn't What It Used to Be, Um, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, one of our collaborations. Yeah,
0: exactly. And how that how that idea of like a turn of phrase and and again it goes back to listening it's like this is something and there's 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 something to be said and this kind of gets into the second d of debunking like or demystifying is do you think do you think creativity is a skill
1: I think it's a. It is, uh, in my opinion, it is a muscle that is developed based on of awareness, um, because you know, creativity is our divine right. Everybody and he, every human being, in various degrees, it's their divine right. And what allows certain people to be more creative than others is not necessarily because they themselves are more creative. Uh, they 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 them they uh, may have just given themselves more more permission to listen and to work on the skill of taking their medium of creativity and putting it down there taking chances failing if you will but not really failure mm-hmm. there's not it's not really failure but uh, the, the idea is that you write something you go ah oh, that doesn't that's not what I wanted or i intended or whatever but i build upon it and i don't criticize myself to a place where I stop being creative, I redouble my efforts to go and accomplish something that feels like my own personal masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And that comes through time and time again, they say the 10,000 hours, this thing of, you know, you can relate it to success, but maybe you can relate it to mastery of Mm -hmm. your like instrument for me, it's like the 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 countless hours I've put onto that and gotten to a pretty good level as a piano player, as a singer or songwriter. I've been doing it and doing it and doing it and doing, and I keep on doing it. I'm like I know I can reach another level, so I don't think I think creativity is a skill in that we're all inherently uh, we all have the inheritance. It's mm-hmm. just about refining your version of it. So going to a book and going, I'm going to read that book on creativity on how to be creative and how to be inspired. Right. Okay, that's great. And maybe there'll be a several gyms for you. But I would encourage anybody to uh to do what you were saying earlier in the conversation and just listen and be guided by your own divine inspiration because it's there it's waiting and you can get the noise out of the intellect the ego or you know the the mind stuff you'll hear in there I mean the mind stuff is not bad I'm saying the mind stuff the creativity the ideas that come forth but it comes through inspiration, like a bubbling up, an effervescence, you know, or yeah. you're pulling something from somewhere. they you've heard the Beatles say certain things, and so many different people say, "It just came out of the sky and came yeah. to me, boom!" And yeah. I, like sure, that was their interpretation of how creativity came, uh, was coming through them. So I would just say we have our own expression, our own process. Perhaps it's all very similar how we pull from the tapestry, you know. So it's. Yeah. Uh, but we can all maybe uh describe it differently.
0: Yeah, I, I and I think I, I would put it this way. I think creativity is uh requires skills, but is not a skill itself. It's it's like breath. Is breathing a skill? You know, I don't I don't think so. Or but the 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 difference between being a, between potential potentiality and actually like converting into making things that didn't exist before in the world, that comes from certain skills, you know, how you manage your time or the reps, like you said, the thousands and thousands of hours, you know, at the piano for you or, um, or, or an artist, you know, that, that whole like thing of, of realizing that, in many ways, art is failure. You know, art is failure. It changes your relationship with failure. Creativity is failure. And so you got to get those reps in. And that produces a kind of skill, both an emotionally re- skill around emotional resilience, because handling rejection and all of that stuff, but then also like the st- the structures. But I think what's interesting is people will say this, and I will challenge it every Every damn time, let's say, well, I'm not creative. Well, that's that's not true. (laughs) That's not true at all. You, the the, you just haven't found the thing that you're creative in. And what I feel when I hear that is, what are you afraid of? Who who are you afraid of seeing? If you decide you're going to go find the thing that you're here to create, because I almost guarantee you. It will disrupt your life, you know, to do that. It will make you uncomfortable. It will make you vulnerable to 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 explore creativity. There is no coincidence from a chakra standpoint that sexual energy and creative energy come from the sacral, the same kind of the same place. It's all about trust and vulnerability and reps and intention. Um, and I think that people are afraid, so they're so afraid, and this is the perfectionism that's common in American culture. They're so afraid of fucking it up. They're so afraid that what other people are gonna think or say, they're sort of apologetic about it. Well, I just this I just made this thing. It's like you made something that did not exist in the world before in any other culture that would make you a god. You know, and so I'm curious when you think about that is what is the this is the demystifying debunking what is the social conditioning Americans in particular have about creativity like what are we taught especially our generation as Gen Xers what were we taught about creativity by society that is counter to or a detriment to being a creator <laughs>
1: Well, I I think I wanted to get back to one thing and you mm-hmm. talked about the fear of people, you know, seeing your creativity and feeling judged or uh, vulnerable. Um but I think before that we even get to that point is getting past our own self-judgment and our own self-criticism that uh mm-hmm. that because people have uh compare themselves to things that they have been influenced by and that influence comes from people that have put in tremendous amount of times like well I tried to write something like on the same level as this group person thing or whatever it is, whatever form of creativity they use. And they've done something that's a masterwork and they put it out in the universe and I write something and it doesn't even oh my God it failed and there's self criticism judgment and then you shut down. And so that is, uh, I wanted to kind of make that point. And yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, and that leads towards where, uh, you know, again, society is very funny about creativity because I feel like uh, if you have the cavalier attitude of like, I belong, my creativity belongs, that mm-hmm. and you become an immovable force. Uh, like a force of creativity and expression, fearlessness, society moves right through and lets you just go they they may like oh, i don't really relate to it or they may judge it, but if you don't really go i't this is this is my slice of the pie, and this is my expression. You make way for it but you mm-hmm. also subject yourself to criticism, judgment and all that stuff and certainly me has put out a couple of albums I've had, you mm-hmm. know, reviews on my album mostly favorable but sometimes they're like oh, you know, yeah. not so it didn't resonate right. with me, you know, there was a right. like little subtle dig or something like that. I'm like, well, uh, I'm I'm grateful for it I, and I'm a sensitive artist, but I I've recognized that I always weigh in on like the you know how hard I worked and how much time and perfection to the greatest of my abilities I did to to get it to where it was and the team effort and all the collaboration and to get this initial creativity and refine the creative right. process into a product that met my ideal as best as I could with the time and money financial yeah energy I had so you know society has i think uh, a whole s- uh scale it's like because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are wish they could be doing that themselves and right. will do these projections that will be very critical when they themselves wish that they could be doing it right. and so i always say hey with artists you know a hey, artists. D- don't mind those things because this isn't about them and um if you're trying to as a musician or a songwriter or someone put it out you want people to like your music and to get on the streaming platforms and back in the day buy an album um but uh you know uh, download your albums and stuff you know it's like you you know you are putting yourself out there for potential mm-hmm. criticism or people they may not respond the way you hope they do it's very often right. the case it is the way things are but you know society i don't know if i answered your question but it's kind of like there's so many different aspects of society but i do believe there's the the people that are taking the risk and being creative and putting it Mm -hmm. out there there's the people that wish they were you know Mm -hmm. in some way because they like you said before had not found their muse or their creative outlet And or they don't recognize what they're doing is actually very creative, whether it's yeah. with kids as a teacher and go, no, teachers are some of the most creative people. Good teachers, the best teachers yeah. are some of the most creative people I know because right. they they have to think outside of the box to yeah. the kids attention, you know, or a young minds attention. So,
0: yeah, um, there's a lot of different ways that kind of goes to another myth, too, that creativity is a singular thing or that you only need to have one thing i mean you know that you can be a polymath you can be a da vinci and uh, a renaissance person whatever and that's and creativity can express itself in you know many many different ways leadership requires creativity now because every all of leadership is about people not machines and if you're dealing with people like you said teachers as an example you you have to be creative or you become very rigid and you see roles instead of souls. Um, I think another myth just to throw out there is that, that I want to debunk is that, that, you know, I'll put it this way, entertain being an entertainer is producing something for the masses for an audience. That's fine. I, 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 I can get sort of puritanical and judgy about that sometimes, but it's fine. Um, but being a creative is making things for yourself or someone very specifically. I often think of Stephen King said he only all of his books are written to his wife, like for, for her, like, you know, not as a message, but like he, he, how she would respond Approval in a way, almost what's that? An approval or yeah. Approval or validation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's, and you know Anne Lamont talks about this in Bird by Bird, and and other other you know people, especially around writing. But I think this applies to all kinds of art. And and when you think about that, you, that that creativity then is is just it's sometimes it might just be for you. And so I love what Rick Rubin says is that he says the audience is irrelevant. That's the attitude you have to have. It doesn't matter if they like it or not. The more Um, you
1: worry about what your audience or what the people you are ostensibly putting stuff out to, the more you worry about what they're thinking, the more you dilute the creative imprint that you put when you first put something out. I try to write songs. Let me rephrase that. When songs come out, I'm always the more pure. It comes through me the less I think about the outside and in and it pushes out in the most create I feel like it creates a more of a. A greater web of feelers that can reach more people because it came from an authentic place, the more authentically it comes out not contrived, the more I feel like it, it just has this power. In, yeah. in the city, whether it's you know, so it is initially for me, I can't, you know, if I'm, I don't like that's why I'm not a, a, a be careful how I say this, but sometimes I hear this in popular music and whether it's countryside or the pop side mm-hmm. or uh, different things, I hear these songs that are sound so much the same with mm-hmm. just lyrics slightly different this try yep. a machine now granted it's effective and they make lots of money good for them but I don't as a person that's trying to connect here and somewhat yeah. here with that music I go I'm not feeling it because right. I feel like they've taken something that was a concept rather than an experience you know right. a lot of right
0: fun. Yeah. And that touches on this too is is maybe more towards how we treat creators. Creators and what they produce are not intended to be background. They're not intended to be spoken over, turned into hotel prints, you know, uh background music in a mall. Um, like that to me is offensive to the creator that made the thing that we relegate it to, like I said, the some sort of background is that you have a piece of art that someone pulled out of their soul from the cosmic tapestry, you better fucking pay attention. Even if you don't like it, you know, and, and that's okay to not like it. I don't understand why Jimmy Buffett was famous. I don't get it. You know, I don't understand. I don't like Dave Matthews music, but I understand why they were artists and that they were making things. And that if that, that, that there's a sense of reverence to that, of, of like, just because you like it, don't if if you don't like it, if it's not your preference, I should say, it doesn't mean it's not great in its own way. Um, and so I think that's profound. The other myth thing, and then we'll wrap with because I don't know that we're going to have a third D of debate, maybe. But um, I would say I think I think it's this is about making a living as a as a musician, as an independent musician is and this is my like proclamation and you please share what you think about it, but is if you actually believe in an artist, like you really want to support them, yes, buy their merch and download their music and tell your friends and all that. But if you really want to support them buy their vinyl or CDs, but especially vinyl. And um, because that's the most, the most profit available to an art artist will come from, buying directly, buying their music in a format that they created. And, and, you know, and it's got, it's not going through 15 middlemen um, before and where they get their pennies. And, and also like, whenever you hear a musician playing in an airport or, you know, busking on a subway or whatever, and they have a tip jar, is please put money in it. Um, And it's, it's not, it's like the song that, that you and I co-wrote about tip jar temple. It is not Yes, they want you want to help them make a living, but it's it's your it is your homage. It's your you are bowing at the temple of someone creating something, and it's the least you can do is drop a you know five dollars in. And so I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I think it's very important that when we talk about creativity, that being a creator has a whole set of realities that I don't think most people understand what it takes to actually make it. Um Zane Williams from the band uh, Wilder Blue has a song called "A uh, Ten Year Overnight Success," <laughs> and uh, there's like people don't know of the grind and the the level of commitment it takes to the craft. so when we have these moments to honor that by listening, buying, whatever, i I just really want people to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you nailed the fact that an independent artist independence, a little bit of a misnomer, because they're not independent. (laughs) That's right. They're completely dependent on people uh, really loving what they do and and supporting them in some way or another. Maybe it's like, say, Oh, my God, I was so moved by your music that in itself is capital. That is soul money right there. Okay, that helps. That's inspiring. Now, um, to get down to what you were saying about the financial aspect and, you know, those logistics, the more time an artist has to create, the more they're going to put out The you know, uh, they're going to be a lot more productive, you know, like reality with me, I've got a son, I've got, yeah. I got a day job, and right. I take that and, and and I have a girlfriend, I have all these things going on in my life, and then I have my music to fit in the cracks there because I'm so busy with all these other things, you know, but particularly my job to pay for all the things in my life, you know, rent and a mortgage and, you know, those realities mm-hmm. do spread out the amount of time uh, and decrease the amount of time I can sit down and really craft and record. Right and because that money has to feed the coffers to be able to at least maybe even make time to Mm -hmm. let alone to go to a studio and and then pay if i'm going to play live play musicians and stuff it's like so the more i get supported from you know from people out there that are inspired by what i do it's a it's it's a huge help and the more of them that are doing it the more i'm able to go okay i can relax a little bit i'm not as stressed to make my nut um, because I'm getting supported in these other ways.
0: So we have about two minutes left. So I'm just going to ask you, because we don't really have, I don't think, we. you know, the 30th to debate. And I think you and I are such brothers of soul. Uh, I don't know that there is a debate, but so I'm curious if you were to give a young artist, say somebody in their late teens and they, they feel a calling to create in the world, give them one piece of encouragement Or counsel. What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I would say again, going back to uh, to limit in any way they see as possible self judgment and self criticism in a way that is counterproductive. To use it as productivity to grow and to expand and get better at their creative process, Mm -hmm. and take chance take risks find your individual voice and uh you can mimic people up to a point and that's good Mm -hmm. your masters if you will the people you admire and Mm -hmm. there's conduits within there but always work on finding your own voice because it's there in your creativity and your you know whatever form if you're a writer or a a musician songwriter singer songwriter you know, any type of expression and dance or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, even out in the workforce, it's creativity. Find your own style, your own personality, because that will always make your light, if you will, shine the brightest. And that will bring you the, the, the attention and you'll bring attraction to you quicker that
0: way. Beautifully said. And I would only add one thing to that, then get your reps in. Get, oh, yeah. you know get your get your reps in whenever you can whether it's writing performing you know whatever get your reps in and 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 let let the let you know let let the world feel the weight of what you want to say and you can't do that if you're singing in the shower you got to get the reps in and get out there and and do things so That's all right it. my friend this was a beautiful conversation as expected i hope that people feel inspired to find their inner creative i feel i hope that people that are creative or are creating or in the world right now feel a little bit of encouragement um you're a wise and beautiful man so thank you for being my friend thank you for being my guest again today yes thank you all right thanks for having me on this is great thank you